Hello my friends and welcome back to the Random Prompts Meerkat Musings podcast series. The prompt on this occasion is space and specifically space telescopes. Because you may well have heard on the news recently that the James Webb Space Telescope has now begun to return images of the universe back to us. This telescope launched back in December last year on Christmas Day no less actually and it is the successor to the long-serving Hubble telescope. Hubble has done a remarkable job over the years. Despite some initial problems, it has returned some glorious images of our universe in an unprecedented level of detail. And it's through Hubble, of course, we've had things like the deep field images, which have helped us to kind of see back in time, if you like, and capture some of the earliest galaxies that we've ever seen. The James Webb Telescope is capable of actually peering back even further in time. And because of the much bigger mirror, it can also get some kind of like close-up shots in a whole new level of detail. The earliest photos, in some respects, don't necessarily look dramatically different from how they did with Hubble, but the detail is, is definitely there and scientists can unpack new information from those images even when they look superficially similar. There's new features and new information for scientists to, to sort of study and it will keep them occupied for years. There's an image which has been released of Jupiter as well, which I haven't had a chance to look at in detail yet, but I'm absolutely sure it's going to be fascinating. And this is where James Webb will come to its own. There were a number of things I'd like to point that telescope at, including the Eta Carinae star system, which I think is already imaged, but I would like to really study that one in more detail. Eta Carinae being a fascinating double star featuring not one but two massive stars, one of which is highly unstable, and that system has already produced some incredible images via Hubble. These images of a churning, swirling nebula and at its core, one, as I say, sort of unstable star and a smaller but still massive star churning around in its wake. It's a fascinating place, and the James Webb Telescope will give us new detail on that. Just as it will so many other amazing things, the Pillars of Creation, for example, as they are known, would be a fascinating one to image again. I would love for the James Webb Telescope to be pointed at the black hole at the centre of our, unit, of our galaxy. I don't know, bearing in mind the complications of trying to image that region, I, I don't know if that's something that James Webb can actually do. I mean, Hubble struggled with that as well. But nonetheless, it's an area of great interest to scientists. This, this black hole at the core of our galaxy is a fascinating sight. And it makes sense to point the James Webb telescope at it. It absolutely does. It's a marvellous piece of human ingenuity, this new telescope. Much like its predecessor, it's, it's a complicated piece of engineering. When it was deployed, it had to be deployed incredibly carefully, incredibly slowly, as a matter of fact, to make sure that nothing got damaged or broken. 
I can't begin to imagine how nervous and anxious those engineers and scientists must have been during the launch and during the deployment phase. There were so many things that could have gone wrong. It's virtually impossible to perform maintenance on this because it doesn't orbit Earth. It actually is several million miles away, orbiting a point sort of near Earth, but it's effectively out of range for repairs. It has to be because it has to be kept really, really cold. So any issue that arised from launch, there'd be no solving it, and it would quite possibly sort of ruin the the efforts of everyone involved. This is a long journey from conception to launch. This telescope's been delayed more than once for various reasons, but now that it's here, it's giving us the images we all hoped it would give, and it's gonna uncover the cosmos in a brand new, unprecedented way. And I feel like we have to pay tribute to Hubble, which has served well beyond this expected lifetime. It had a difficult genesis, as it were. There were initially problems with the lens, and funny enough, it's probably the most expensive contact lens in history that was set up there to sort of fix the problem. But fix it, we did, and Hubble has given us some amazing sights down the years. Hubble is still going. There were no, I think, immediate plans to, to retire Hubble, although it is drawing towards the end of its useful life. So there will be a short period of time where, where these two telescopes can work together, potentially, and sort of join forces. But there will also come a time where James Webb will go it alone and will... The hope is that it will give us sight of some of the very first galaxies to ever exist in the universe and some of the earliest stars to ever form. So we'll be, we'll be seeing, in effect, the beginnings of what we know to be the modern universe. I don't believe that, that James Webb can kind of go back much further than that, because what we would love to see, of course, is the means to collect light from, say, you know, the Big Bang and to get a glimpse of the universe in its sort of primordial phase. But I don't think James Webb is geared up to do that. But nonetheless, seeing those earliest stars and galaxies form, we'll learn a lot more about how they formed and it will help us to understand how things progressed from there, really. And we have a means now, effectively, to unravel some of the universe's deepest mysteries, as well as looking at things closer to home. We can look at some of the outer planets in our own solar system in a whole new level of detail. We can look at neighbouring star systems in a whole new level of detail. It could quite possibly help with discovering extrasolar planets. It might even tell us a bit more... In fact, it already has, in one case, told us a bit more about the atmospheres of these planets. We've been able to identify water in the atmosphere of a, of a gas giant orbiting another star. So we've got that to kind of look forward to as well, a whole new level of understanding of our local cosmos as well as the universe at large. And all of it is down to the hard work and the devotion and the ingenuity of the engineers and scientists who designed and built this remarkable machine. It 
has been a labour of love for them, I'm sure. I'm sure it's given them many sleepless nights. I'm sure they've had their doubts. I'm sure, like all of us, they've worried. But they've come through at the other end of that journey, a journey which has been delayed more than once for various reasons, as I say, to, to produce this, this marvellous piece of machinery. It's an epic tribute to, to the mines at NASA, much as Hubble was. And we have to pay tribute to Hubble, as I say, for everything that satellite's done for us, every image, every new piece of information about the universe that's come from Hubble. It, it's, in effect, why we've had the opportunity to launch James Webb. Because Hubble provided images and details that inspired people to push for more. And if there is a brief period where these two machines effectively work together, Great, brilliant. I look forward to seeing what that reveals. But in the meantime, all we can do is wait and wonder what's kind of next down the line. What will be the first sort of big revelations from James Webb? And what kind of smaller details will it have and uncover to help us fill in some of the blanks that we kind of first picked out from Hubble? The future of this is amazing. The, the opportunities there are amazing. And I look forward to seeing how it goes.